What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Rivalry. We've got Season 2, Episode 19 tonight. Super Bowl recap, Illinois basketball. A lot to get to, so let's go. All right, Mike. So, big winner on our bet. You have to carry my club's 18 holes in an actual caddy outfit. I still... Don't understand how anybody bets against Tom Brady. Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl, and you're going to come in like that? I'm talking about our lousy bet. It's not a lousy bet, dude. (laughs) It is not a lousy bet. I'm jacked up about it. But, uh, no, I mean, the the actual idea of winning seven Super Bowls as a player, I mean, he has more Super Bowls than any other franchise. And that's just insane to me. Like, I really don't know if we're ever going to see – anybody get to seven ever um but you know it's it, it a lot of a lot of it's being talked about of just you know tom and how great he is but man that defense was just unfreaking believable Unreal. in that game I, I, I told you i go if you would have I, I wonder what the spread would or the odds would have been on kansas city not scoring a touchdown all game. Like that's what that's what I think is the most mind-blowing, you know, stat of this entire Super Bowl is the fact that they had three field goals, zero touchdowns. When's the last time Kansas City didn't score a touchdown? Yeah, I think it's probably been a while. The other stat I saw was uh Patrick Mahomes hasn't lost by double digits since he was at Texas Tech. Yeah, in 2016. So that's that. a stupid stat that finally ended, but yeah, I mean, Tom, like, Tom was good. That defense was unreal. The Chiefs killed themselves with penalties all game long. Um, you know, they didn't, They got themselves in a hole off because of those. The The Bucks had a good game plan, and I'll tell you, I was telling you before we came on that I had a good comp for it. What it sort of reminded me of was those Giants teams that beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They got pressure on Tom with four man rush and seven in coverage. And that's what the bucks were able to do. They, they didn't have to blitz a bunch. They, they were getting there with four guys and they were getting there in a hurry and putting a lot of pressure. I mean, they blitzed some too, but they were getting to Patrick so fast. He had no chance to get the ball out accurately down the field. So it was just dump after dump after dump. And eventually that you just can't sustain that. Yeah. I mean, the, the pressure that Mahomes was under was just, Unreal, and then I mean they had a good game plan with doubling Kelsey, doubling Hill, and letting somebody else beat them. They don't have a run game, so I think it was, you know, really good coaching, really good execution on the defense. But I would say, you know, so we knew the Bucks defense was good. We knew the Kansas City offense that was going to be a really good matchup. Bucks defense won that. But I think where you see the big difference here is what was Kansas City's secondary doing? I mean, how many penalties? did they have that were just absolutely atrocious? Like, play actual defense. Yeah, I don't know if they thought they were just going to be able to be more aggressive and thinking it's a Super Bowl, it won't get called or what. But, yeah, they were pretty handsy. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Like, there was a couple of those, you know, uh, third downs that, you know, I mean, it was a big play. Tom went for, you know, a a, a spot and a, a long pass and, course they got you know their pass interference i mean yeah. that's what that's what happens when you take those chances but like i just couldn't believe after you know the first two penalties in the first quarter it's like all right like you, they're obviously calling it so 
you know, how many times are you going to shoot yourself in the foot when your offense is already playing so bad? I mean, it was just one thing after another. But, you know, going back and looking at how Tom played, I mean, 21 for 29, 200 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, not a spectacular game in terms of just, like, statistics, but everything that you'd want from your quarterback managing the game. And then I think, I mean, the big, you know, spark that the Bucks got was, did Leonard Fournette looked like he was, you know, out for blood. Like, he looked like he had just come in the league, running hard, running over people. And I think that's the big thing that, you know, they didn't have in some of those blowout losses was something to take the pressure off of, you know, Mike Evans and Gronk and Brady having to do everything. I mean, like, you give him a running game and then it's just over. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, Ronald Jones was good all year long for the most part. I think – but I think a lot of that had to do with why Fournette was – he had this good playoff run. It was fresh legs. You know what I mean? Going from Jacksonville where he, like, was everything that they had and, you know, getting worked hard. And now you've got – Ronald Jones took the brunt of the carries all year long and then Fournette had fresh legs and made it – and, you know, had all that energy and strength towards the playoff run. And he played well. But Yeah, I mean, Ronald Jones got that quad injury and Leonard Fournette stepped up, which was good. Um I tell you, I, I did love seeing Gronk get two touchdowns. Like, it was just – I mean, it was the Super Bowl that I wanted. I loved it and came out with the win. So, I'm just ecstatic. I've been loving seeing the uh, LaShawn McCoy memes because he has, like, two Super Bowl rings, but both Super Bowls that his team's won, he hasn't played a down in yet. <laughs> and he's, like, this all-pro running back in his prime, and he has two rings where he never even saw the field. But it was like a, yeah, I saw I saw a meme that was like LeSean McCoy with a big stogie in his mouth, and it's like, you know, you're the you're the D player on the scramble group, group that just won twenty one under. I hope, one I hope he's like me and just brings that morale, <laughs> brings the cheerleading. <laughs> That's right, baby. We don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. He's talking Fournette up, saying you can do it, man. You're the best. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was that was pretty funny, and then. Who knew Antonio Brown getting a touchdown? I hate that. I hate that. Like he is like, he's just not a good person handled. Like he did everything. I think the way you shouldn't do it to get out of some of his situations. And then he like gets rewarded with a Super Bowl. Yeah. That's just one of those. Like, I just not like that's part of this that I don't like seeing. I don't mind it. I mean, you know, obviously he's done some things that are just ignorant um, and he's definitely, you know, crazy. But at the end of the day, I mean, the guy can turn himself around. But but has he, though? Do we know that he I has? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm just saying at least there's some hope for him. And I think he owes a lot of that to, you know, Tom taking a chance, Buck's taking a chance on him. And I think Tom has a pretty strong uh, – They're not taking lead. a chance. Like, you can't say that, though. They didn't take a chance on him. They knew how good he was, and they're like, hey, whatever. Like, we'll just take his talent. We don't give a shit if he's a piece of shit because he may not even be here again. Like, all we need him – Yeah, sport- but, I mean, you know, there's there's drama with players. I mean, they already had, you know, um, Godwin and, and Evans. I mean, it's just it, – it was a it was a bold move for them to take him on is all I'm saying, and it ended up working out, so – I mean, I don't but know that they. I don't know that they necessarily needed him, but. Well, he got a touchdown. Yeah, I. I wonder what. I wonder if he has anything in his contract on like, you know, what a uh, bonus for 
Super Bowl Super touchdown. touchdown maybe, who knows? Shouldn't even have a contract, but I just <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm not going to waste breath and time on Antonio Brown. Like, I'm not a fan, won't be a fan, and I hate that he got rewarded with a Super Bowl after the way he handled himself. So. Yeah, I will say this this Super Bowl was not as eventful and not as fun as last Super Bowl. The last like four or five Super Bowls have been good games. This one was kind of one sided. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you just you felt like the fact that there was no points scored in the fourth quarter is wild to me because you just felt like Kansas City was gonna right. break through at some point and get you know some momentum, and they just could not. I mean. It was crazy to me watching Mahomes just run around for his life. I think they said he ran like 497 yards or something on dropbacks. And like, that is just insane. Well, it's like make an adjustment, leave, leave a couple tight ends or leave your, like give him some extra help and protection. Only send two or three guys out on routes. Like Mahomes is good enough that if you give him some time, like he'll get the ball to guys. Well, can't you, can't you at least do some type of like jet sweep with Tyreek Hill or some type of, Something you know, to slow the rush down a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's some some type of drop off to where you get the ball to him with you know some open field. I mean, they just didn't really. I mean, obviously he was getting double teamed, but at the same time, like you got to get your playmakers open. And I don't know, you know, I didn't I didn't really hear much from Andy Reid in terms of just like what his you know thoughts were on that. Um, I feel like the media coverage was just on the Bucks, but. I just felt like they needed to do something. They didn't. They didn't make the changes they needed at halftime, and the Bucks just came out yeah. ready to go. Yeah, they just looked like the better team all around. And yeah, and Mahomes as as much like he still made some ridiculous throws, and then guys drop him. It's like he just they just didn't Dude, have he it. Hit, he he like Superman threw a ball that hit his receiver in the face mask, <laughs> like. What do you what what do you what do you want from so him? So saying he's not getting any help from his line. Then he gets the throws off and his receivers aren't helping him. It was just like it just wasn't it was like a perfect storm. They weren't gonna win that game. Like they didn't have it that night. Like maybe they play maybe those two teams played ten times and it split five to five, but that was one of those ones that they just weren't winning. You know what I mean? It's just Kind of all have it all came crashing down on one night. It's you hate you hate to see it, but man, he had no help. Well, you know, I hate to say it, but that's what going against TB12 sometimes will get you. So I don't remember who I was. I was it was in a group chat. Um, we were talking about you know, Tom winning seven Super Bowls, and we were talking about the hardest sport to win a championship in, like to, to win multiples and stuff. And basketball is obviously the easiest because one player can change the outcome of a game by, you know what I mean, S- single-handedly. And then football, like I was, it's tough, man. Like you just, you don't see back to backs. You don't very often. You don't see, I mean, there's quarterbacks out there with multiples, but maybe two champion Super Bowls. You don't see many guys with more than two or three Super Bowl championships. Yeah. I mean, the, the amount of, you know, luck that you have to have with injuries, peaking at the right time. I mean, you saw it with Kansas City, they had injuries on the line and, I mean, it's just it was it was one of those things where I feel like you know the Bucks had a mediocre, I would say, mediocre mid season, but then came out hot and then came out, um, you know, in the last like six seven games, just 
really clicking. And I think that's what you have to have in terms of just your, your team. But, um, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think, you know, NFL, if you can win seven Super Bowls, like I said, I think that's just unreal because you look at all the franchises and it's like, I mean, that's, you know, good 55 years and we've seen, you know, six. Yeah. It's just such a team game too. Like, you know, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes, like you have to have good defense still. You have to have good offensive. Like there's just so many, like a quarterback can change the game more than any other position, but he still needs help. And that's why I said baseball to me was just to finish the argument was the hardest one, I think to win multiples in as, as a great player, because you can just literally only do so much in that sport. But, uh, but football, I was comparing it to, you know, MJ six or LeBron's what five now to, or four, I can't remember four now to Tom seven. And it just, to me, that's just, it's ridiculous. Seven Super Bowls. Yeah. I mean, um, the goat by far, um, you know, something we'll probably never see again. And, I mean, we've been lucky in terms of just, like, who we've been able to watch in these sports. Like, you look at – I mean, we got to see Jordan in his prime. We got to see LeBron in his prime. We got to see Tom in his prime. We got to see Tiger in his prime. I mean, it's just been really, really amazing. Couldn't couldn't go sport. through a couldn't go through a podcast without bringing Tiger up, could you? <laughs> no, no. Hey, and my boy Brooks. Oh God! Let's go. It wasn't a major. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Nah, he's just getting ready. Nah, I got you. He might win the Masters. Might, might, he might. A lot of mites out there, but so all right. Do they run it back next year, Bucks? I think. I mean, I assume they're going uh, to. Brady's coming back. He said Gronk's coming back. Mike Evans um, said he'd restructure to keep some of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think if if they get if they get everybody on the D, right? I think that they're going to be fine. I mean, you know, their offense, like, dude, they've just got. I mean, Cameron Brake is good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they have multiple people in their backup positions that could start on other teams. I mean, you look at their running backs, you look at their tight ends, you look at their receivers. I mean, they go too deep almost at every level. So, I think they're really solid on the offensive side. It's going to come down to can they sign those guys on the defensive side and keep that, you know, nucleus there. Everybody stay healthy. The NFL is getting to that NBA level where these like uh, veteran players who still have some stuff left are looking to just team up to win a Super Bowl ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I saw Adrian Peterson wants to go to the uh, right. Or um, like the talk today on SportsCenter was OBJ. Him and Tom are really close. And stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's going to, it's, you don't, I don't like seeing that, but I understand it. Like, these guys have put their heart and soul into this game for so long and never gotten a feeling of winning. And so they want that before they retire. So they're looking for the easiest, you know, path of resistance for that. It's like, I get it, but it also, I think it hurts the game and the competitive balance too, to an extent. Um, yeah, but, you know, at that point, right, like we talked about this, that, you know, LeBron comes in, he gets these veteran players to play, they have a good run, but, like, okay, so whenever, say, Tom does retire and these guys get out, like, what do you do then? You know what I mean? Like, you're really just – all your chips are in the middle with these players, and then what's the rebuild look like? Yeah, but if you're a Bucks fan, you say, hey, 
if we win two Super Bowls with this, you know, by going all out and with all these players, we win two Super Bowls and then they're all gone and we have to rebuild for five, six, seven years. Like I get that year five of that rebuild. Those Bucks fans will be like, God, oh, we suck. This is bullshit. Like fans forget. I get that. But also they'll have those two Super Bowls forever. You know what I mean? Like I, oh, as, yeah. a, no, as I, a Bears I, fan, if we won two Super if we did what the Bucks are doing somehow and won two Super Bowls and then we're bad for 10 years. At least I got to see them win two Super Bowls. You know, I'd always have that at least. Right. No, I get it. So Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who at, who stays, who leaves, who they add. Um, you know, it sounds like Tom's definitely doing one more year. Who knows? Um, Guy might play till he's 50. Mike. He might. We might see 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> we might. So yeah, I don't, we've seen ten Super Bowls. He just won seven of them. <laughs> like that's unreal, man. He has he has more Super Bowl wins than like any other franchise. Well, what I also saw a stat was his winning percentage in his. If you just look at his total career, twenty one seasons, seven wins, or. Something like this. Seven um, Super Bowl wins, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wrong here because somehow it was like 40 – or sorry, if Tom making the Super Bowl because he's got 10 or now he's got 11 or something like that, Super Bowl appearances, seven wins. But, like, there's more of a chance of Tom Brady making the Super Bowl in his, you know, season than Steph Curry making a three-pointer when he shoots it. Yeah. Pretty stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> pretty stupid. That's stupid. But I think we beat it up. Um, you're going to carry my clubs. We're going to make sure that we get that on video. It's going to be a great time. And um, Tom's got seven. I don't understand why people doubt him. So everybody. You guys notice how gung ho Kyle is about this bet now that he's the winner? Last year, I barely got him to carry mine for nine holes. We didn't hardly get, we got hardly any video of it. It was all I could do to get him to. Video. It was all I could do to get him to drag around the course for nine holes, and now he's all. I got to do eighteen. I got to wear this caddy uniform. Yeah, well, I see how it is. You got to set the standards. <laughs> see how it is. Set the so I am telling you, I will not carry that staff bag. Yes, no. I carry your big it's, bag. Okay, find you a cart bag, and I'll carry it. I'm not carrying. No, nope. But um, I mean, well. Uh, Illinois basketball. So they have looked solid in their last couple games. Um, give me kind of your rundown on, you know, where they sit, what you think about, you know, kind of where they're at and, you know, break down some of that. So they were playing, they're playing good basketball right now. Like at IO and Kofi are playing like all Americans, like they're, like they're supposed to. Kofi has finally figured out to dunk the ball. Like he is dunking at a high rate. He's in, he, you know, he's kind of overpowering people more than he, um, let's say, did earlier in the year. They beat Iowa. They beat Indiana again. And they're in second place in the Big Ten, looking at possibly a two seed, number six in the country. Just things are going well, you know, right now you know, look, that Maryland bad loss and that Missouri loss seemed like a long time ago. We seem like a different team. And, you know, the only thing I could say that I'm, I haven't been super thrilled with is I don't think Curbelo is playing great right now. But, again, freshman, he's going to have his moments. 
but everybody else seems to be seems to be playing well. And then it was all set up stage for number three Michigan, number six Illinois tonight, and we didn't get it. Michigan is bitching out. Okay, they've been off quarantine for three, four days now. They would have had three days of practice. You know, they I assume that uh, they could have still Zoom meeting and gone over game plans and all that stuff. Like we're talking about college age kids here. They don't need more than three days. Like I'm sure they kept themselves in good enough shape. Like let's play. Like I don't understand the, their women's teams playing tonight had the same exact quarantine schedule. So it sucks because Michigan is leading the Big Ten. Uh, they got one loss in in Big Ten play. One loss overall, period. They had the easiest out-of-conference schedule in the history of man. They're in-conference schedule. They haven't played Illinois. They haven't played Iowa. They haven't played Ohio State. So they've had the easiest Big Ten schedule. And here they are, number three in the country, and we're finally going to get our chance to to play them, and we don't get it. So that's frustrating. We're playing Nebraska tomorrow. Should handle them easily. Um. And it was only like a few games left. We got a tough stretch really coming up of like, uh, you know, a lot of games in a short amount of time before the Big Ten tournament. But that's kind of where everything's looking right now is let's get to tournament, Big Ten tournament play and NCAA tournament play and hopefully keep things rolling because we're playing well right now. So I'm, I'm worried about this big layoff, you know, to lose momentum, but hopefully not. Yeah, I mean, I from from what you just said, I take that Michigan's men's team is, is – weaker than their women. Yeah, lots. Very soft. Um, so, maybe we can get the women to play. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the schedule, it's kind of Nebraska tomorrow, uh, Northwestern Tuesday, and then Minnesota Saturday. Michigan State next Tuesday, Wisconsin February 27th, and then we end with Ohio State March 6th. Right, so we, and we got revenge again to get against Ohio State. Yeah, so I think, I mean, in general, you know, just looking at some of their wins, like you had said, I mean, Kofi's, Kofi's playing aggressive. He's dunking the ball like he should. I was playing out, you know, out of his mind. And then, you know, I will say that there has been some letdown for Bell, but at the end of the day, like, at least at least he's playing aggressive. You know, I think that that's what I've seen from the entire team is just they picked up their intensity and they picked up their aggression and, so even if they make those mistakes, they're like, they're making aggressive mistakes. I'd rather you make an aggressive mistake than just being, you know, passive. Sure. So um, not super worried about that, but yeah, I mean, we just got to handle business in terms of these next couple games, get ourselves in a good light, um, you know, stay healthy, stay away from COVID. And um, yeah, I mean, I think that, think that the, the sky's the limit in terms of, uh, you know, going into the big 10 and, we can keep this momentum and we'll be, we'll be in a good spot. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to see, you know, that number six next to Illinois and the ranking, you know, see a high ranking, see um, bracket like uh, projections to have us at, like a two seed. Like it's been a wa- long time since we got like had this much excitement and got to see those things. Well, well, and you, and, and you got to feel good about it because you know, they started at what five started the year, started the year at seven, seven. Okay. So, you know, they had that lapse. Yep. We were thinking, were they overrated? Um, you know, are they as good as what, you know, was advertised? And, you know, I think they had that letdown. But I think, you know, that that speaks to the team's kind of mentality. That speaks to, 
you know, Frank's mentality. I think he's got everybody kind of on, on point. And so now you're seeing that, you know what, this team is, you know, that caliber and they can play with pretty much anybody, you know, where I, where I kind of go back to is that Baylor game, because I feel like Baylor has just been, you know, that team that, man, I, I really like the way that they play. And so I think if we get another chance at them playing the way that we are, that'll be a really good game to watch. I think that that would be a completely different game than what you saw um, at the beginning of the season. Sure, and even that beginning of the season game was competitive. You know, Illinois didn't get blown out of the gym or anything. But, yeah, I think – and I think our ranking, you know, starting at seven, it got all the way down to, like, 22 or something. Like, there was a chance there where I, or a time where I thought maybe we wouldn't even be ranked for a week. Um and then now we're back up to six. I think that just speaks a lot to college basketball right now, too. Like, there's a ton of parity, and that top 25 eight people has just been, like, teams have been up and down and up and down and out and in on it. Like, literally the only two constants on this season have been Gonzaga and Baylor, the two best teams. And, like, I don't think anybody can argue that. And what is what is going on with Kentucky, North Carolina? I love it. Michigan State, Duke. Like, all those perennial powerhouses are just like having a rough go. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, Michigan State, like all four. I don't. I bet you, you couldn't tell me the last year that not one of those teams was at least was ranked at one point. Like all four of them under Kansas might not even be. I can't. Remember. That's what I'm looking up right now. Kansas is fourteen and seven, not ranked. Yeah, see, Kansas isn't even ranked. Like it's just, which I love that. That's that's good. We needed this. We need this. We need kids, like high school kids, right now playing to see that to say, hey, I can go to my state school, and we can still like, you know, if I if you're a kid in in Chicago, you need to see Illinois at number six and Duke and Kentucky and all those teams not ranked and say, look, I can stay home and we can be good. I don't have to just go to one of the powerhouses anymore. Like there's a changing kind of of the guard. And I think it's good for college basketball to kind of knock those teams down a little bit. You know what? And, and I hate to do this, but boy, Alabama, 11. Yeah. <laughs> Roll tide, baby. They just lost to Missouri. Uh, yeah. I'm looking at the, uh, looking at the rankings. So Missouri's 10, Alabama's 11. And then you, Loyola, Chicago is 22. Yeah. Like, what? Uh, there's always a team that like at the end that me. sneaks in. You know, they have a decent non-conference and then they get into their conference and kind of roll. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm just – this is – it's been a fun year and I'm excited to, you know, to keep it going. And it's almost like we're getting we're getting the reward for the end of last year that we didn't get to see how this team is going to do. And now we're going to get to see it hopefully. And, yeah, I mean, Baylor Gonzaga are – you know, one, two for good reason. And then after that, like there's a whole bunch of teams that can beat anybody on any given night. It feels like. Yeah. I mean, you look at, you look at like Villanova, um, 12 and two. Yep. You know, you look at just had a bad loss. Houston 16 and two. Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of just, you know, variables out there i feel like after gonzaga and baylor so i mean exciting i'm you know i'm 100 percent on board with you know some of these teams that have just always been there you know not being there um but uh yeah i mean that's that's what i'm that's what i'm excited about is to see 
A, how this all shakes out, and then B, I think you know missing missing March Madness last year is only going to make it that much that is you know, in a month. I'm going to love it. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I don't know, man. Well, hopefully Illinois can, can, can show out. Like, you hate to see, like, all this. I'm going to knock on wood. Like, all this excitement and everything and then go and get bounced in the first week, first day or two of the tournament or something on just, like, run into a team that shoots lights out and, like, can't – because, like, that's how it happens a lot of times, too. You catch – one of these small teams catches lightning in a bottle and can't miss. Who is this on the other side? I know, man. I'm just trying. Right I'm like, trying not to get so excited just for a big letdown. I mean, you know, you're always talking about the Bears having a chance and that they're gonna, you know, do what they need to do. You got to have that faith in Illinois, and like, I mean, I think that I think that they got, you know, kind of the the ass chewing and the ass beating that they needed there at the beginning to really say, you know what, we can't take any game for granted. And I will say, I mean, their defense is picked up. So, you know, there's not a lot of teams that come out and shoot lights out against Illinois. And I don't think that that's just luck. I think that that's, you know, also our defense. Um, So I think we just got to maintain that. Uh, We got to maintain aggression on the offensive side. Kofi's got to keep playing smart and physical. Um, you know, and then we'll uh, we'll see how how that goes. <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll just have to keep watching and and hope for the best. So, all right, man, you kind of just reminded me we we got to talk briefly here before we get off. Bears quarterback situation. So the latest oh, the latest draft projection from somebody I saw had them taking Mac Jones late in the first round. I don't like that, man. Like, I'm not saying the kid won't be decent or whatever, but, like, I don't want a non-mobile quarterback. You need it. We you need a managing quarterback. You need somebody that's not going to lose you the game. Like, you need you need somebody that isn't going to co- cost a lot of money. So then you can go out and get weapons to put around. We had that. His name was Mitch Trubisky. No, he would lose you no. games. He would make stupid decisions. No, Mac Jones. Mac yeah. Jones isn't the guy. I don't want him. If that's our option, I don't want him. Just run. You want Carson? No, I don't want him. I don't want him either. I'm saying if if those are my two options, just run fucking big Nick, big dick Nick back out there. I don't care. I know, <laughs> dude. Like if I ever see Nick Foles play a single down <laughs> in the NFL again, like he is a concrete statue back there. He was. He beat. He shit. beat Tom Brady in a Super Bowl. <laughs> and then he and then he beat him this year. Like he owns Tom Brady. The old, you know why? Tom Brady's the only guy slower than him. That's the only reason he can beat him. I don't know. I I'd take Tom in that race. I don't know, man. That's Nick Foles just reminds me of the way that he like moves and operates. I feel like it's hairy. Well, because they look alike in the face too is what makes you think that. Well, that's true. Yeah, they both have really crooked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Nick was jaundiced too. Yeah, he definitely was. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been seeing a lot of rumors. The Wentz thing I thought like was a done deal, and then now it's kind of backtracked. It sounds like they want you know too much for Wentz, which thank God the Bears actually are holding back a little bit, saying, "Okay, we're not going to give you two first and Tariq Cohen." So. Um, I don't know, but it still sounded like the Bears had kind of the best deal on the table, so we'll see how badly they actually want to move Wentz. 
I, I don't I don't want Wentz either. I mean, everybody was gonna hold on to that MVP type season he had and be like, oh, maybe we can find that again. But like just the dude was healthy last year and was not good. The, like in every metric that there is, he was worse than Trubisky last year. Yeah, his line was absolutely god. Okay, but neither, so was god the Bears. Up. So how's that gonna be any different? Uh, I mean, the, dude, I would, I would put. I would they put showed okay, so they showed Wentz having to deal. They showed accurate balls from a clean pocket last year. Wentz was like worse than the league. Well, yeah, because he's used to getting. Okay, we'll see. We right can make. Face. I mean, here's what I'm we saying. can make here's excuses all, all day. All I'm saying, hey, all I'm saying is you saw the best quarterback, athletic wise, uh, have trouble against pressure because. His line was not very good. So I do think that there is some type of, you know, you can stand on that ground in terms of just he's not – it's not all Carson. But at the same time, like, the reason why I would just never touch him is he's not worth – The contract, I agree. I agree. So I I, I don't want him. I wanted Stafford. We – Obviously, he went for a hefty price that I wouldn't expect to be that hefty. So I kind of understand why the Bears weren't really in on that. But that me also means I definitely am not going to give up close and close to that for a wince or anything. So I don't know where the Bears go from here. It's can you can you move up in the draft to get a fields or Trey Lance or something like do, is there a team up there like the Jets maybe they hold on to Darnold so they're willing to move back uh you know I just don't know and I'm really yeah but I in that don't you think that that's Patriots like don't you think that that's uh I don't know I I just feel like I just feel like that the Bears just are kind of pinned in terms of like Getting up in the draft, I just don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, they have the, the they have the assets to do it, as far as the multiple first round picks this year, first rounds in the future. Like they could they could do it. I'm saying, if they found a team that's willing to move back, my problem is, is like, where do you go with this team from there? Because that defense is ready to win now. So if you go young quarterback, like okay, so then are you going to start? Are you going to start rebuilding again and, and rebu- rebuild on the offensive end and start trading away defensive players? Or do you try and get a quarterback that, you know, Matt Ryan might be available because the Falcons have a high pick. They could be, they could be ready to move on from him and, and they're kind of rebuilding their, the rest of their team's not ready to win except for their receivers. But so that maybe they're yeah. willing to move on from, from, uh, Matt Ryan, which I saw like a spot for him that they said was his old offensive coordinator when they were in the Super Bowl was Kyle Shanahan, who is now in San Francisco. Okay, so then is Garoppolo available? It's just like there's so many dominoes that could happen Dude, with these play with the That would be that would be sick getting Jimmy G back in Illinois, Chicago land. I know, but I don't know that I want him like I just don't know that he's that great either. Like I guess maybe I'm just being too picky. I should take it whatever I can give, but it's just like I know what I want, and I wanted Stafford or Deshaun Watson. We're not going to get it. You know the, you know the rumor I heard today. I don't. I mean, it didn't have any legs, but one that like would not surprise me, and it'd be the most patriot thing ever is for them to somehow get Watson. Ugh. That would be. Uh, <laughs> that would be. Sick. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think the Forty ers might be players in a lot of like and could 
have a domino effect on where the quarterbacks go. So if they decide to move on from Jimmy G. Well, we'll see if the Bears can finally make some moves and make a good decision in the G- – in the. Uh, We're going to end up with but... Mac Jones and Marcus Mariota going into next season. <laughs> like that, That's going to be our quarterback room. I can just feel it. Well, better, better than what they had this <laughs> year. I don't know that. But I know you're you're diehard. <laughs> I just think he didn't get a fair shake because of who was drafted behind him and the coaching staff that he was put with. Like I honestly believe that. I'm not saying he's going to win Super Bowls or is that great, but I just don't think he got a fair chance. So maybe somewhere else he will. We'll see. But you got anything else? We will see. <laughs> no, man. Um... All, all good, man. All, all good. I'm, I'm excited to see how this uh, Illinois basketball team shakes out the rest of the uh, season. And yep, yeah, so this was it for season two of the NFL. We're moving on from it. We'll uh, get the picks get ready to go again next year and stuff. But we'll be, you know, off season stuff and college basketball going in. So baseball getting close. Another week or so, spring training will be starting. Love it. All right. All right, man. See you next time.